Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I just counted them up. Wednesday, I made a two-hour video giving you 33 reasons why you should come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. Thirty years ago, God began giving me prophecies saying that one day He's going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to His kingdom, including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, six prophetic words, 33 in all, and I believe that I have been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri Dudeman that America is the mystery Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe in the end times to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, which is April 19 to 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, and opened the doors and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in human history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Let's go and listen to the audio of the YouTube video called Come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade, April 19 to 22, in progress. December 16th, I remember as I was drifting off to sleep, and I thought about it before I said it. I didn't just say it, just wrote. For, and I start getting emotional about it. It's one of the powerful things in my life. Maybe one of the most powerful things, but I had to think about it. I had to think about it before I said it. And I said, Lord, I just want to say that I love you more than I love my wife, more than I love my children, more than I love ministry, more than I love the very beat of my own heart. You are number one in my life. And I fell off to sleep. I didn't understand that what I'd said was very powerful. That night, oh, I remember. I remember specifically, that night I had a dream. And I heard the audible voice of God. Now, let me explain. I didn't write this down. But let me explain what it sounded like. In Years ago, I went to Austin. Went to the Capitol. If you go to the Capitol there, in the very center of the Capitol, there's a star on the floor. And the, the, the guest there was showing us around, said, if you stand on that star and you talk, you hear perfect surround sound because this is a round room. And the sound bounces back from all directions. So I stood on the star and I talked. And it was like, whoa, it's come from all directions. Really amazing. But what I heard that night was as if I was standing in the middle of a sphere. In other words, this voice came from all directions. I never heard, well, no, I did hear it one other time. I heard it two times in my life. But it came from all directions. And it said, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. Then, a, 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 how do I say this? A, a, a handle where I had, I had a lot of the sword with two hands appeared in my hand. It was long and extremely sharp. And then up to the right appeared a two foot by two foot piece of paper. And I took this sword and I cut off about a third of the paper. 
And as I cut off the paper, it bent down like that. And then as I cut it off, this part just turned to a waterfall. And I believe what he was saying is that he's given me the sword or his word to cut off and bring into the kingdom about the third the number of souls as he gave Billy Graham. Now, why Billy Graham? Well, because Billy Graham, I mean, he's famous for crusades, big crusades, not just America, around the world. I mean, there were 50, I don't know, 50 some odd years of crusades. Talk about a guy, so he's probably the greatest soul winner in America. Probably won more souls than anybody else. Now, I believe what he's saying is he's given me about the third the number of souls as he gave Billy Graham. You know, and that stayed with me, and that's real powerful, and it's like, Lord, really? Are you really? I mean, that's a big thing. So I told you the interpretation. Let's move on. Then February the 8th, 2003. Oh, I remember this one, too. Uh, it was Omaha. We were having a meeting that night in Omaha, Prophecy Club meeting. And so to promote the meeting, I went down to KCRO. I'll even tell you the call letters. I'm on the station for, oh, over 10 years. So I went down there, and I was going to talk about the meeting that night. Well, the guy says, would you like to take some questions? And I said, no, I, I, we only have a few minutes. Uh, I'd just like to talk about the meeting, if that's okay. He said, okay. So... The, uh, it came on, we were live on the radio, and he said, oh, we have a caller. In other words, he set me up, he baited me. So he put me on the caller, I thought, well, I thought we weren't going to do this. So this guy began attacking me, began attacking uh, Dimitri Dudeman, and I explained it, I thought I handled it pretty well, and I talked about the meeting, but I walked out of there with my shoulders down. I walked out of there with my head looking at the floor thinking, man, all these attacks, and it's just not going so well. I don't know, what am I doing? You know, I was doing better than this before I came into this. Do I have to continue this? I mean, I had a pretty good job. I was making pretty good money for it coming. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Went to the Prophecy Club meeting that night. Um, I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, but this is touching my heart. This is touching who I am. I want to tell America, but America doesn't want to hear. I remember that night. See, we need about 100 people in a Prophecy Club meeting to break even. Well, we didn't always have 100. Matter of fact, this night, I remember we only had 25 people there. And we didn't sell much at the table. The offering stunk. <laughs> Very small offering. And I walked out of there with my hands full of bills and my pockets full of empty. And I I, I was just talking to the Lord, and I said, Lord, how am I going to do it? I, I don't have the money for the sleeping room. I don't have the money to pay the meeting room. I mean, I was supposed to get it from all of this meeting so we could at least break even, go on to do the next meeting. So I was pretty down. So before I went to bed, I called my wife, Leslie, and I told her what had happened. I said, man, I need you to pray for me. I need. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I feel really down feel really dejected. I feel a failure. I, pray for me. So she prayed for me. And, and I prayed for her, went to bed. That night I had a dream. This was the dream. In my dream, I checked into a hotel, but immediately went to my car. My heart is very heavy. There was a lot of confusion about what direction to go, feeling the need to hear from God exactly what he wanted me to do. I mean, I was wondering if maybe I need to just go back to my old job or something, go find another job. 
I had the same feeling in the dream as I was going to sleep. I just needed to hear from God what he wanted me to do. I got in my car, drove down the street to a small mission church. This was in the dream. It was similar to the Salvation Army, but it was not the Salvation Army. And I got in my car and I drove down the street to a small mission church, kind of like the Salvation Army. It was not the Salvation Army. Uh, I just wanted to get along and pray. I I just needed to hear from God. When I walked in, there was a man in the front of the chapel, chapel, and he was speaking. There was probably about 40 people in the room. There was another man walking up to each person, handing them a piece of paper. A man in the front row asks, uh, uh, so why do we have to go to this memorial? The man replied, you have to. Now, if you understand, a lot of those uh, Salvation Army places where they give away free food, they make you listen to the sermon before you get the free food. You don't listen to the sermon, you don't get the free food. That's kind of the situation here. Another man on the second row asks, says, what is it? He says, it's a speaker, uh, replied. He says, it's a memorial to a Romanian pastor named Dudeman. you got to go see it. You'll really like it. By that time, the man handing the papers to each person handed me one. It was a paper that they were having the people to take to the, the location, have them sign it, proving that they had been there, and then they would come back, and then they could eat. So as you know, many missions make you listen to the sermons, I said. The man said, you have to go. And he handed me the piece of paper. I said, I, I, I don't care to eat. I'm not here to eat. I just came here to pray for a minute. The man stepped closer and said, you have to go. <laughs> man got so close, he actually invaded my comfort zone. I actually remember taking a step back. He, he commanded again. He says, you have to go. I asked, uh, you talking about Demetri Dudeman? Is that who you're talking about? He says, yeah, you have to go see it. I said, no, nah, I don't have to go see it. I just came here to play. Look, I, I know all about him anyway. I just want to pray. Then the man, I mean, he almost like, almost pushed me back. The man stepped really close to me and he punched me with that paper. He says, you have to go. I said, wait a minute. You talking about Dimitri Dudeman? Romanian pastor, smuggled Bibles into Romania for 30 years, was arrested, put through five months of torture, culminating, put him on the electric chair twice. He came to America in the fall of America, started with an internal revolution, started by the communists. Some of the people start fighting against the government. The government be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America. Is that the Dimitri Dudeman you're talking about? And the guy punched me with that paper again. He said, yes, you have to go. And then I fell back into the into the chair, and I just started to weep. And then I woke up from the dream, and I realized what the Lord was telling me. He says, Stan, you have to carry the message of Demetri Dudeman. You have to. You have to. I, at that time, I didn't understand why, but that message, that warning message that nobody else seems to want to carry, is going to be very, very important, very powerful in these last days. And essentially, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Let's go on to the next one. October 3rd, 2018, Eddie Chumney came to my home. Spent three days with me. Uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more on this later. But while he was with me, he said, Stan... He says, I believe the reason that Dimitri was sent to America was to meet you. I was shocked. I thought, what? He says, think about it. For 10 years, Dimitri Dudman crossed back and forth all across America, speaking to all kinds of churches and radio and TV stations. And of all the people that heard him, you're one of the few that have continued to carry his message. 
He says, if Demetri Dudman had not met you, by now, his whole warning message would be dead and gone. I believe this is the reason God has chosen to include this ministry on his list of ministries that he is sending his sevenfold miracles through because we have been faithful to carry one of the most difficult and one of those most important soul-winning messages to his people. Dimitri's message that America is the Mr. Babylon, or Revelation 18, and other scriptures, is, in my opinion, the second most important message in all of the soul-winning world of, of the kingdom for today. Obviously, the gospel is number one, but Dimitri's is very important. April 22, 2008. We call it Fish in the Lake. Leslie had a dream. She said, Stan, for the last two weeks, it was on my heart to do a a four-city speaking tour covering Waco, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. The day before God spoke to Leslie, one of my helpers, and I discussed whether we should advertise on secular uh, and Christian stations. That night in my prayer closet, I asked God to speak to me or Leslie about what he wanted us to do. Leslie did not know that we had been discussing about whether we were going to advertise on just Christian stations or if we're going to advertise on Christian and secular stations. So that night, God spoke to her as I asked him to. Leslie had a dream. She says, the dream was quick. I recognized the Lord's voice, meaning that this is an audible voice in the night. So I woke up and I began to listen. Please notice at this point, this is not a dream. She woke up. She's awake in the night and she's hearing the voice of the Lord. I'm sleeping next to her. Been nice of you to let me hear it too. She says, I saw a fishing boat in the ocean. I could see under the water that there were large sharks and huge fish swimming next to the boat. But they were not biting. Most of them were large sharks. There were some smaller fish in schools, but they were swimming away from the fishing boat and would be hard to catch. Then I saw a huge lake. The fish were swimming in schools and would be easier to catch. I woke and began to ask the Lord, What are you trying to say to me? He said, The easiest fish to catch are in the freshwater, meaning the secular station, the freshwater, not the salt. I knew the salt water represented the Christians and the freshwater the non-believers. The lake is dirty, clouded, with fish swimming groups just as the world is dirty and clouded in their thinking and tend to run together. The Lord said, if Stan is to bring thousands upon thousands to Christ, then he has to fish in the world ponds and lakes. While some fish can be caught in the salt water, most will be caught in the secular world. Not only is he supposed to advertise radio and interviews on Christian stations, but also on secular stations as well. This is where the greatest catch will be. Now, this particular crusade is not an outreach crusade. This is a door-opening crusade. This is for Christians, people who believe in Demetrius' message, believe America is the Mr. Babylon, believe we're in the last days, to sow a seed, to pray and fast. This is a door-opening crusade. But once the sevenfold miracles show up, once we see an arm that's not there all of a sudden grow out, and those kind of miracles, then the sports stadiums will become a whole lot easier to fill up. So that's the purpose. There will be a time when we will outreach mostly to secular stations, but not now. Leslie Wilkin told me the dream and said, does that mean anything to you? Yeah, of course it did. Then I think you've got the rest of the understanding, so I'll move along. 
This first sevenfold crusade is not for the fresh water yet, not for the lost nor the public yet, as I just explained. I'll skip down. The faithful who have fasted and sowed a key of David seed and gathered together for the three-day journey will be rewarded to be among the first humans in history to see God's sevenfold miracles. I really believe that. No one, including the angels, has seen sevenfold miracles like probably what we're about to see. And I, I don't say probably, not to say doubt, but I mean, I believe that we will see them. I believe that they'll start with this group of three-day fasted faithful. As I said one place, I said, you know, being in a room of 500 believers that are praying for miracles is powerful. But those 500 people that just came off of a three-day fast, a three-day consecutive fast, that's really powerful. But when that three-day fast has been praying specifically for seven-day miracles, that's even more powerful. And in that they sowed a key of David's seed, and in that this is being done on the feast days, that's really, really, really powerful. Once the sevenfold miracles flow, then we'll begin to take the crusades out to the public. July 25th, 2018, fish jump in a boat to Jesus. This is saying a lot of things about what are coming. It's also confirming the crusades and that they are a big soul winning tool. In my dream, this is Leslie Johnson, my wife. In my dream, Stan and I were watching a mudslide in progress. Some houses had already fallen and we began to go from house to house shouting, You're on the edge. If you don't want to fall in the mudslide, you have to balance your house. You have to stop standing on the edge and hanging over. Meaning, you got to get cleaned up. You got to receive Jesus. You got to get your financial house in order, too. Only a few houses remained standing. Then the scene changed. We were on a boat floating in the mud. There were already fish everywhere in our boat. Suddenly, fish from all directions began jumping out of the mud, that's the world of sin, into our boat, that's receiving Jesus. And among them were several very large fish, meaning very wealthy people. I was holding a huge-looking fish, which had no scales. It looked like a skinned cat. Stan said, what is that? I replied, it's a fish if you can't see. Stan inquired, well, why is it so strange-looking? I've never seen a fish like that before. I answered, well, this fish looks like a chicken with the skin peeled off because they have nothing to protect them now. They're jumping into the boat, receiving Jesus when their houses fell into the mudslide, meaning that there is a big financial crisis coming, and in that trouble, in that judgment, there's also going to be a lot of people saved. My guess is 2019 will bring the great financial change to the world of finances. As you recall, 1929, the evil elite got rich. The uninformed went broke. The reverse is about to happen. I believe God is about to give the wealth of the sinner to the just, Proverbs thirteen twenty two, This prophecy is unfulfilled. It will not be fulfilled in the millennium. It must be filled between now and the return of Jesus. And is my guess that will probably start in 2019. I believe it will start in 2019. And, and part of uh, to bless this bride is to carry the, through, her, through the rough road ahead and to send many into trouble to call the lost sheep into the fold. So when judgment hits... So will the sevenfold miracles. More in a moment on that. I'll tie this together. This is all very important. Then August the 8th of 2015, as I was sitting in this very chair, not behind these two monitors because I just got a new monitor, uh, but I was sitting in the very chair and I heard the, the voice of the Lord say, 
Here's what had happened. I said, Lord, I don't have anything to say. What do you want to say tomorrow morning for, for the sermon? And I heard the audible voice of the Lord say, this is the time of miracles. Now, looking back, that was probably saying I needed to get the crusade starting then, starting then but I understand then. It took a little bit more confirmations, but now I'm, I'm confident that we're doing it at the right time and doing it the right way. So anyway, I heard the Lord say, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded in my heart that as the judgment hits, so will the miracles. And he said, he is going to show up to meet the devil. As the devil, every step, inch by inch, pound by pound, step by step, he's going to meet the devil with his miracles. Everything the devil does, he is not going to leave us. He is not going to forsake us. We will have his protection in the trouble ahead. Essentially, that's what he's saying. And I've quoted this one, but I'll, I'll go ahead and read it again. It's so important. Jeremiah sixteen nineteen, O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. See those words in day of affliction? Those words are saying the end time. In the last days, God is going to be our strength. That's what he just told me too. The Gentiles shall come to thee from the ends of the earth. That's a great revival. And so shall say, surely our fathers haven't been lied to. Okay, Buddha not God, Allah not God, Eastern mysticism, New Age, all of that's not God. That's what basically what they're going to say. Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things where there's no profit. And they're made into themselves gods. That's the Johnsonites version. They have made into themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my mind, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. And that's the word when it says the Lord there. Meaning, in the day of affliction, there is going to be a great revival. We believe that that great revival is about to happen. As trouble hits my nation of America, the nation that I plucked from the roots of the English line, made to stand upon the feet of a man, the nation whom I've given a man's heart, I will show up with sevenfold miracles, including this crusade. It is time for America's greatest harvest. Daniel 7.4 says, the first was like a lion. I'll let you read the scripture there. It is time for America to be threshed. I, I have the wheat separated from the chaff and the straw. It is time for miracles to begin. As the threshing begins, so does her harvest. As the judgment begins, so do her miracles. Jeremiah 51.33, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon is a threshing floor. It is time to thresh her. That means separate the wheat from the chaff. Yet a little while, and the time of her harvest shall come. I believe that harvest has arrived. At the time, I could not only think of double portion miracles, so I assumed that they would be Joel 2.25 miracles. And I began to tell our congregation, our radio audience, that double portion miracles would soon arrive, not knowing that the time that they would be not double portion, but sevenfold, seven portion, or seven times larger, seven times greater miracles. Saturday, October 3rd, once again, I prayed, Lord, I don't have anything to say for tomorrow's sermon. What do you want to say? Say that every Saturday night. Then I heard, these are the days of Elijah. Then he downloaded in my heart is the great battle between Elijah and the prophets of Baal, the great battle between Jesus and Lucifer, has begun. And in that battle, we need to be prepared for war, just like the prophecy earlier, rally your troops for the war ahead, that we are now in the days of that happening. Then October 18th, 2015, 
I heard in my heart, these are the days of Ezekiel, meaning the massive global gathering of the outcast Jews and Christians from around the world back to Israel, as, yes, it has started to a small degree, but it's about to really take up. Then, November 1, 2015, as Leslie was speaking on Sunday morning at our church, I was sitting in the front row, and I heard in my heart, the Song of Moses is not a song. Well, I knew it wasn't a song. I knew it was a prophecy. So I went back, and I researched it. So let me explain what he was saying. In the latter days, God is going to speak why God judged Israel. God will scatter Israel as he has. God will remember, find, gather back Israel, and bless Israel. God will use crude oil to raise Israel to be the glory of all lands. Near the day of the Lord, which is 124 a day, Many will turn to Jesus, the rock. Jesus will return to judge, and Jesus will destroy Israel's enemies on trumpets as Armageddon. Then Sunday, November the 8th, in the night, I heard the words, I'm going to show you the end from the beginning so you can warn my people. Again, that's November the 8th, 2015. On October the 3rd of 2018, as I previously mentioned, Eddie Chumney came, spent three days with me. For three days, I had my computer with four different copies of the King James Open, plus uh, two other, here I've got a Bible right here, two other paper Bible. Uh, This is one of one of I don't know, I've got probably 15 or 20 Bibles. This is one of them. This is the one Eddie Chumney gave me because this is the Bible he used, and he gave it to me to uh, commemorate our three days together. So anyway, for these three days, we read Bible verses. I mean, from 8.30 in the morning to 11.30 at night, uh, about every four hours, I was so mentally exhausted. I had to take about a 30-minute nap because I was just mentally exhausted. I've never studied anything so much in all of my days. But at the end of three days, surprisingly, I didn't learn anything. That is much about the Bible. It was not the point. It was about an hour into the first day is when I began to get the message. I got it. <laughs> got what he was actually being sent to me for He said, Stan, if you want to know the end, you must know the beginning. Now, he wasn't trying to say, Stan, if you want to know Revelation, you've got to know Genesis. I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. Thirty years ago, God began to give me prophecies saying that one day he was going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to his kingdom, including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, and six prophetic words. I believe that I've been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri, that America is the mystery Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, willing to commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe we are in the last days to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits, which is April 19 through 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, opened the doors, and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. 
When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what order? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com. At watchprophecyclub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at watchprophecyclub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at watchprophecyclub.com. That's watchprophecyclub.com. What a deal.